0: running on another episode of the final score podcast welcome in everyone greg swatek of the frederick news post sports department here with you and we're getting to playoff time here in the winter sports season uh county wrestling is uh coming up uh, next week uh state basketball will be here too long swimming championships uh are coming up too i uh, just finished counties um with the uh TJ, uh, Bo- with the TJ boys and the Oakdale girls uh, winning uh, uh, county swimming titles, so uh, a lot going on. And on this episode, we're going to talk to Brandon Long, uh, head coach of the Oakdale boys basketball team. Uh, uh, the Bears having another great season in boys basketball, uh, but they play in a very competitive region with Williamsport, and Middletown, among others. So we'll talk to Coach Long about that and uh, what makes his team. Um, believe that that it, that it could contend for another state championship as, as it often has done uh but first uh john cannon of the fnp sports department is here uh, to talk about some girls basketball happenings and there's a lot going on on the girls scene john uh namely with our top team uh, v- uh, frederick high uh, uh five players are no longer on the team what, what can you tell us about that
1: yeah well um, we haven't heard a reason why yet but um um it obviously um, it, it'll affect them. I saw them play tonight against Linganore, and they still have Rose Bubicar, who is one of the best players around, which is good for them but um they had a lot of holes to fill. They had to uh fold their j v team and bring those players up and um they have a lot a lot of new starters um they uh, they' of the girls that left like three or four of them have started uh throughout the year. So uh, that's, a, that's a huge hole for them. They've been winning games since then, but they aren't really winning by the margins that you would expect them to win against against some of these other teams. So.
0: Yeah. What, what, what do we know about why these players have left the team?
1: I have not heard yet. Okay. Yeah. yeah so
0: this, that could be for any number of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, how, how did Frederick look? You saw him play Ligonor without these players. or, or you, say, you mentioned they're drastically different.
1: Yeah. I mean, they – Maybe they committed the kinds of turnovers you usually don't see them commit. Um, and uh, they have Rose Bubakar do a lot more ball handling than I've seen her do before. And, of course, she's more than capable of doing that. Um, so they're really asking her to do a lot more, not that she already wasn't doing a lot. Um, and then with a player like that, they're still going to win some games. But uh, it could be a, could be a, a difficult road, for, a more challenging road for them uh, come postseason time. And even against Middletown, I just, I assume they're going to play in that CMC game. Um, that could be a really tough game for, for Frederick.
0: Yeah. Cause we're talking about here, the three time defending three, uh, a uh, state champions in girls basketball. So um, that road to a fourth title seems to have gotten suddenly a lot, a lot more difficult. Uh, like you mentioned, and are are they even capable of of getting that far again? I guess is the big question. Yeah, well, so
1: you know, in the region, I guess they're they're still going to be a um a tough. I mean, like they beat Lingenor tonight, even um although Lingenor was missing their point guard, you know, and you have Tuscarora in there, but I don't know how it's going to shake out with that new format that they use now with the uh, when they recede, You know, um after the. Uh, I guess the quarterfinals is that correct? Or after the uh, after the, what hey, they call the, the region
0: uh, after the regions they recede the region. in, into the state quarterfinals, right.
1: Right. 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 right? right, yeah. What they used to call the right, right? They, they've changed things around. So I mean, I don't know how that's going to play out, but um, they they could have a tough road.
0: Yeah, and uh, you talked to Coach Bush, and it's, it's noteworthy just because she had she hasn't talked to us for um, for her own personal reasons uh, for 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 a few seasons now. Uh, what, what what did she have to say about the situation?
1: Yeah, uh, she didn't give me a reason, but she said their approach was they're just trying to complete their season and, and they're you know they're they're trying to win and they've they've won. I want to say three games since this has happened, so they had been winning. Uh, they beat TJ tonight. They beat Urbana. Uh, one of the Hagerstown's was in there, I believe, North Hagerstown. So they're still winning. Um, you know they they're still they still play good defense and they have you know a, a heck of a player. Uh, Named Rose,
0: but uh, yeah, we'll see. Are, are are the JV players? Are they mostly sophomores, freshmen, yeah. or yeah, uh, it, it's so, sophomores? Okay, so, yeah. so so they probably have a year of basketball mm-hmm. uh, uh, under their belt. So uh, CMC championship games coming up. They're probably going to see Middletown again mm-hmm. uh, in in that game. Middletown uh, clinched the gambrel with their win over uh, Catoctin, and Catoctin's uh, had a really nice season um and and it'll be interesting to see if they can make a uh a run in one a so but that frederick middletown game is now uh it was it, it was close when frederick was at full strength and it 's been close the past couple of years so you wonder if that tips tips the advantage uh in middletown 's favor mm-hmm. all right john we 'll keep our eye on this situation uh thanks for coming in and filling us in and uh, i 'm sure there might be more to talk about um Uh, or more to address in in the coming weeks. Thank you, sir. All right. right. Uh, When we come back, uh, Brandon Long will be here and we'll talk uh, boys basketball in Frederick County, namely uh, the first place Oakdale Bears. We'll be back in a second here on the Final Score. If you are a longtime listener of this podcast, you'll know that Brandon Long has been on before. He's the head coach of the Oakdale Boys varsity basketball team. And the Bears are having another great season, 15-4, uh, and 11-2 in, in, in the CMC uh, Gambrel. Uh, they beat Williamsport, uh, a real rival, a real obstacle uh, potentially in the playoffs on uh, Tuesday night, uh, 63-41. Uh, you, you split the season series with Williamsport, right? That is correct. Right, but Williamsport, of course, uh, their they're great player, Lincoln Ball, uh, uh, he's out with an ankle injury for the rest of the season. He didn't play um, on Tuesday against you guys. And I know, Coach, you're sort of bummed out about that too because you, you hate to see great players like that go down, even on the opposing
2: teams. Absolutely. Not Not just a, a great player. He's a great kid. All my interactions with Lincoln have been nothing but positive. He comes from a great family. Uh, and we wanted an opportunity. Uh, we felt like we didn't play our best basketball up at their place, and we wanted a chance to redeem ourselves. Unfortunately, we didn't get that. Um, but the season goes on, and we still have a job we have to do, and uh, we got to play Williamsport at our place uh, on Tuesday night, and we played really well. I was just pleased with how we responded with without Lincoln on the floor.
0: Yeah, you, you guys are all beating up on each other in the 2A West, right? Uh, yeah, you split with Williamsport, you split with Middletown. Absolutely. I, th- I, I think Middletown split with Williamsport, too. I mean, the,
2: the, the region is,
0: seems like a toss-up at the, at the
2: moment. It's wide open. I think anybody can beat anybody. Uh, not just, I mean, we talk about the 2A West, but uh, the Gambrel itself. I mean, look at Catoctin, who we play tomorrow uh Catoctin beat middletown and they beat williamsport uh, a full strength williamsport team at their place you know and that that's that's no easy feat you got to give them credit where credit to do
0: yeah how, how's your season going so far
2: i think it's going great uh there's a lot of talk early on in the adjustments of how life would go on without colin schlee uh, how do we replace yeah you know, a, a d1 they, caliber of player yeah uh, and the answer i found out to that was you don't replace him you, you got to change some things we had some other guys step up uh, i think we had some growing pains early on where um Colin created opportunities for other we, we talk about how great you know score just a player was in general um the shots that we got last year because of the attention that he drew were much more open last year than what it was. So we've, we realized we have to run better, more crisp offense. And it's definitely been a, a work in progress. But I'm pleased with the, the growth that we've shown, especially in the last couple of weeks. Your team is really deep, though. I mean, you could go, what, 9 or 10 deep? Uh, early on in the year, we were probably going 10, 11, 12, depending on the situation. Now we have shortened the bench a little bit uh, now as the season's progressed. Um, but we definitely are at least 10 deep, and we try to throw waves at you. If one guy gets tired, the next guy will step in and, and do his job. And
0: you told me the unique thing about your team is there's not really a drop-off when you bring that second group in off the bench.
2: Absolutely. I I came over here right after practice was over, uh, and the second team was putting in work on the first team today. So, they were. Yeah.
0: So, so you, you never know what you're going to see in practice, right?
2: Absolutely. Every day is different, and that's what I think I like the most about this team. If you came in and watched our practice, it's so competitive. Guys want to win. Not just uh individual battles, but the team battles as well it's 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 a lot of fun
0: can you see it on the faces of the opposing players and and coaches like man these guys don't let up, but they're they're pretty relentless but they're press and and there's not really a drop off when 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 the backups come in
2: absolutely um you might not see it in the first quarter, you might not see it in the second, uh, but by the fourth, you start seeing some hands on hips, hands on knees, guys are starting to wear down and um that's what you want right absolutely uh especially if they have one or two ball handlers. try to eliminate them from that aspect of the game um another thing is last year let's say if colin or musa got in foul trouble uh, our bench wasn't as deep and now that drop off's not as much this year so we're able to able to take some more chances um that's why early on we were running so many variances of presses early in the season um much to our success
0: Right. Is it a struggle for you to get guys minutes? I mean, are, 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 are guys coming up to you and say, Hey coach, I'd like to play a little more. Maybe, maybe a parent will say something to you. Hey, I'd like my son to play a
2: little more. Is, is that a juggling act for you? It is a juggling act. Um, you know, and I'm a, I'm, I'm a father as well. I'd, I'd want to be in the same situation, but I'm lucky at the school that I'm in, I get a huge amount of parent support. Um, and the program has been successful. So they are very supportive of what Oakdale does. It's, it's, that, that community in terms of the basketball program, it's more about uh, the we versus the me, and I'm very pleased with that. The players early on, um, you got to give them credit. We're all competitors, and they, they want to put up the points. They want to get the rebounds. They want those stats. But now that they've realized that the success that the team has is um, more satisfying than the success that the individual has. So I'm very pleased with our really – emotional maturity our mental toughness
0: right this is your second full season uh, on the job or third this is my second second yeah.
2: I, yeah. I thought it was second if you were gonna say
0: third i'm like man coach where where, where is where's the time going time on flies but, yeah yeah but, uh talk about your second season compared to what it was like for you the first season i know you've been around the program a long time yes. and, and that helped your adjustment but but how is year two different from year one
2: year one well C- coach conley retired uh very late due to this foot injury, uh, so I kind of hit the hit the floor running. I was learning things. Um, you were the JV coach, so you yes. so you were in the program essentially, I, yeah, absolutely. But there's so much more that a head coach does versus a JV or an assistant coach. Stuff like uh, budget, practice plans, um, just all the paperwork, just physicals that you know I'm not aware of. I was blessed. Uh, Terry's uh, wife, wonderful wife, uh, Miss Connolly, Kelly Connolly, she helped us out so much. So it wasn't just losing Coach Connolly, it was losing her. And I quickly realized how much work there is behind the scenes. So I am spending a lot more time doing that. This year, um, I feel like I've, I'm better at that end, and I can focus more on just basketball.
0: Are you delegating more? You just, Absolutely. You just, you just know what you have to do. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Um, last year, uh, delegation in terms of um, paperwork or uh, film, a lot of coaches are watching film. Unfortunately, we lost Dean Rose. Uh, he was watching film two, three times a night. It was crazy. But I'm not as hesitant to ask my assistant coaches when I need them, and they've they've stepped up every time.
0: Did you find you were you were last year hesitant? You wanted, to, you, had, you did it all yourself last year. Did you find?
2: Um, I didn't do it all myself, but I felt like I needed to be involved in every aspect. Um, so in the terms of the decision-making this year, uh, to give you an example, if Ryan Berkey has, uh, found something out on the film, I'll let him talk about it. I don't, I'm not, I don't need to know. Uh, he has my trust. All my coaches on my staff have my trust. Um, it wasn't that so much discussing part. It's more, I can let go a little bit and, uh, they've never disappointed.
0: Right, It's a situation where you don't know what you don't know, right? Absolutely. When you come into a job like that, like you think, you know, you can guess what you have to do and what's involved, but until... You're in the situation. You can't appreciate how difficult or challenging it might be.
2: 100%. And I didn't, let, let's not be naive here. I didn't know everything. Uh, coach Berkey, head coach at Walkersville, um, my assistant coaches, Ryan Brandenburg and Eric Jackson, both have long JV coaching experience, could be great head coaches in this um, county at some point when they're ready, uh, when that opportunity arrives. And I would vouch for them 100%. I've, I've been very pleased with the vast knowledge um, and dedication they've had to. The basketball program at oakdale
0: all right so you feel you have a firm grasp on the job now right
2: no i don't now, think you not, ever you're, no you're, i mean on the on the job yes but coaching is never a dull moment it changes just right. like fatherhood as you know uh things just change on the fly and you have to be willing to adapt and adjust well, every day at practice is different well, but in terms of coaching i feel like the experience has helped for sure
0: right well, what, what's the biggest change what's the biggest challenge of being of being a coach
2: well um I think you mentioned it this year, just the different personalities. So let's, let's talk about depth for a second. Last year I didn't have much of a problem with playing time. Now all of a sudden I look down on the bench and there's ten guys.
0: And they're all equal. And
2: they're all equal. Right. And we take a look at it. Now some guys might have different skills that are better. Some's a better defender. So they might play more on Tuesday. Well, we need more offensive firepower on, fire on Friday. So we switch. So roles change every single day. It's like a juggling act. That's a hard part. That that's what's different from last year or this year. Not just um the roster changes, the dynamics on that team changes. And you have to figure out how to juggle that. You're also juggling not just, you know, players, you're juggling teenage boys and personalities as well.
0: Right. Do your practices look like a Terry Connolly practice?
2: Absolutely. Uh they're, they're uh
0: Are are they full contact football games almost? No,
2: no. Your coach gets a bad rap for that, but uh he was definitely very physical, but ours are not so not much in terms of physical, uh, like people are out hurting each other, but they're competitive and aggressive. And if a guy loses, he's mad. Um, I can't tell you how many times we've had a drill or, um, or scrimmaging. Somebody loses, and they're like, run that back. Well, we don't have enough time to run it back every single time. We have other things to do. They just What I love is that they're starting, I'm seeing it, that they're hating to lose. And that's just the personality that Coach Connolly and myself have. That's the reason why we got along so well. We hated to lose.
0: Right. The thing I think that's really carried over between Coach Connolly and you is the emphasis on defense. I mean, you guys want to get after it on that end of the floor and really make teams work to score against you. You do it with your press. I mean, and that, and that press comes at you, like you say, in waves. Like, that is the real focus and priority.
2: It seems like you guys would rather hold a team to 30 than, than score 80. Absolutely, and I think that was disappointing in a couple of the games. I didn't think we defended very well uh, at Williamsport and at uh, Middletown. Give them credit. They shot well. They knocked down shots. Um, really, we put a point of emphasis of keeping the ball out of the middle, and I thought we did a poor job with that in in those games. And i got to give the guys credit. They're, they're buying in and starting to um, sell out to do the little things that we do at Oakdale defensively.
0: Right. The hanging your hat on the defense, was that one of your – core philosophies before you got into the program, or, or is that something you sort of picked up and, and ran with uh, once Coach Connolly had his thing established at Oakdale?
2: It was always, I've always been a defensive guy. Um, I've always believed in uh, if the team can't score, you can't lose, kind of like mentality. Right, so you and Coach Connolly matched perfectly. Then. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was a different style, uh, what I was used to at Brunswick. At Brunswick, we were a uh, slower, run stuff, grind the ball inside type Uh, team but we still defended Um, at Oakdale it was kind of like a wear you out sit down so my love for the defense was was comparable to coach Conley's how to teach it is what changed you know and he really the aggressiveness the intensity uh, every day at practice really challenging each other that's what really changed for me when I met coach Conley, right?
0: Yeah, these are high school kids. I mean, they're, they're boys that they, they, they want to score. Uh, how do you get your kids and how did coach Connolly do it? So well, how, how do you get them to buy into a defensive philosophy?
2: Like you guys have? Well, um, if you wear a team out and you force turnovers and they give you the ball, I figured out something, you score more points, you know? No so it was yeah, kind of right. like, it was more like a, not that they're selfish, but they realized, Hey, um, if I can do it on this end, it makes the other end so much e- easier. And, uh, that, that's really what it is. It, it was the team concept though. Like it's the concept of playing hard as a team, but still be selfish individually in that aspect as well.
0: Right. And let's, let's talk about some of the guys on your deep roster. Uh, your leading scorer right now is uh Tommy Kelly, uh,
2: over 14 points a game. Uh, uh, tell us about Tommy. I think you've really seen some growth and maturation with Tommy Kelly this year. Um, but I think you would have seen it a lot earlier. I, I believe that the knee injury derailed him last year in terms of let's college recruiting. I think he'd been more on the map. He's a very special kid. He loves the gym. He, I, there's times I have to turn him away because i got to uh, go to a family outing. He wants to get in the gym and get up shots. Um, I'm just super impressed with him. What I like the most about him is his leadership. Um, it's not always the most verbal um it's his, it's his play what he does on the floor uh picking guys up and I, I couldn't be more pleased with him i think that he just is the definition of what oakdale is yeah. I, I just should, couldn't i'm just glowing talking about some of these guys
0: yeah you know what's unique and uh uh different about tommy not only is he le- he's not only is he your leading scorer he's your leading assister too yes so so he's not only getting his own points he's setting points up for other people and shots up for other people too yeah, it,
2: averaging over three assists a game and those numbers are probably um a little down in what they should be in terms of assist um not because he's not spreading the ball he's scoring more for us now than what he was before um he's he's not selfish at all he's just gotten so strong with the ball with creating his own shot which which in tune also um, has created opportunities for others Uh, One of your best shooters is uh, Jack McGackie. Tell us about Jack. Jack is a great leader. Um, I think if, I don't know if anybody watched the game uh, against Williamsport, but we uh, put him on um, Caleb Bowers, who is now the de facto leading scorer for uh, Williamsport. Williamsport. Right. And Jack did a great job denying him the ball. I think the one thing that Jack doesn't get enough credit for, like the first thing that came up was the shooting, the shooting, the shooting. Jack can play some defense. I've been very impressed with him on and off the ball. He's a great leader and a great team captain for me. Um, I'm just very pleased in terms of what the the leadership that I have four captains, what they bring to practice and games every single day.
0: And and Jack's up there in assists too. He's averaging over two assists a game. So he's setting people up too.
2: You know, the one thing that, you know, and you talked about a record to start, how many leading scores you got? This I don't know if you had the what was in the paper today. How many leading scores did we have in the whole scoring column? Yeah, right. One. Right. We share the ball. We have um, one player, two players, Jack and Tommy, averaging over ten points a game. The rest are right around six, seven, and eight. We're we're very there balanced. you go.
0: You're right. Yeah. Perfectly balanced. Yes. Like the the, the everyone's yeah. the same mentality mm-hmm. uh, on on both ends of the floor, uh, sort of too. Um, Alex Hawkins that might not be a name that people are as familiar with uh, over nine points a game and he's also your leading rebounder too. tell us about Alex
2: well um, if they're not familiar with him yet they should be Uh, he what what, what year he is a sophomore okay yeah he has shown exponential growth uh, from he was a very good player for us on undefeated JV team last year Um, and we lost the four man for us does so many things and that's where Colin played so we needed to find somebody else that could step in and have that role, throw the ball inbounds, get us into our stuff, and then move away and draw some attention. Alex has done uh, – I couldn't ask for more for a sophomore. He's played in some big games for us already. Heck, his first game was against TJ at our place, and he had a massive dunk right down the lane. And uh, I I think that kind of set the tone for him in his sophomore season.
0: Right, and you don't often see sophomores getting big minutes on, on, on a varsity team. And, so uh,
2: We knew he was going to be special coming in. We weren't sure if he was going to start right away. But uh, from over the summer and uh, November 15th, every day in practice, you just saw that growth. And I mean literally every day at practice he was getting better. Um, an example, he was missing free throws early in the year. He's been working on it at the foul line, working on finishing at the rim. So I think you're going to start seeing his scoring average start to increase here as the season goes on.
0: Uh, right. Uh, Brian Palmer, uh, he's he's on your team this year. He played at Catoctin last year, was an excellent player uh, Absolutely. Uh, uh, for Catoctin. And uh, he, he, he transferred uh, to Oakdale, and he's on your team, and he's a contributor over eight points a game, uh, three rebounds a game, uh, two. Uh, how has Bryant sort of meshed in with, with, with this group this season?
2: I couldn't ask for more in terms of Bryant. He came into a, you know, a tough situation. Um, at Catoctin, he was the leading scorer. He was, like you just said, a, a good player. He was probably the, the go-to guy. He was there, Colin right. uh, last year. Now he comes in where he's a role player, and he has to play a role, and everybody on our team has a role. For a guy who is kind of like um, well, my years at Brunswick, we had big fish in a small pond mentality. Um, Bryant could have easily just, you know, I want the ball, I need the ball. He, he hasn't done that. He has um, stepped into his role and kind of relished in it a little bit. Um, there's at the beginning of the year when people are still trying to figure out, there was uh, so many players and only one basketball. Now everybody kind of realizes team basketball is the way to our success, and Bryant's bought into it um, both on the offensive end, which is what everybody likes to talk about, but if you look at him on the defensive end he's he's also one of our team leaders in steals, defensive rebounds. I, I'm very pleased with this growth
0: right and he's coming off the bench too Yes. so and that's not easy when you're when you're the big fish in the in in the smaller pond to uh, to come to a new situation and come off the bench too that that's not that's not an easy adjustment
2: either absolutely it, it seems yeah. That's a hard aspect for me as well, uh, figuring out who the starting lineup is. Does, is does, does,
0: Does it change a lot, or do you keep it pretty consistent?
2: It did early on until I've kind of figured out roles, and not just with the starters, what we needed coming in off the bench. So Garrison Linton has stepped in. He's starting as well. Um, he's a very good offensive player. He's coming into his own. He's yeah, a junior.
0: over uh, two assists a game
2: for yeah, Garrison. And I believe he's fourth on our team in rebounds. Right, um, over three rebounds a game. Yeah. You know, and it, once again, it's that balance attack. So where one player uh, might have a skill set, maybe it's playing man-to-man, maybe it's playing zone off the bench, however they mesh with the other guys, that's the role that we put them in. That way we have a good team unit. That's coming in and subbing in together.
0: Right. Who are are the guys that are making a big difference for you? The big in your 10, 12 deep lineup that aren't really, you don't see their names among the stat leaders. Who are are the guys that are making the big difference?
2: Well, I hate to be rude to you, but see, there's all 16 names on there. All 16 of those guys are making a difference for anybody who comes and watches our practice. Um, It's crazy. But if you're talking about in terms of stats and stuff like that for games, um, Cameron Dorner, has really showing growth in the last two or three weeks. He has really come on. Um, I mean, he's had
0: one of your leading assist guys. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I believe he had seven assists uh, up at Smithsburg the other night. He really did a great job facilitating. Um, He gets us in, pushes the tempo, and knows how long to keep the ball and just when to get rid of it. Because if you don't stop him, he's going to the rim. If you step up, he's going to dish it off. And I think his decision-making has really improved in his sophomore season. Now – he could have been – he started when Tommy was gone. Last year he stepped in right away with Tommy's knee injury. I mean, he was my starting point guard last year. Um, so he's in a different role as well. He's coming off the bench, and um, he's leading the second team, and I'm very proud of him.
0: Right. in Oakdale, you guys always think you could get the States, get to get, get College Park, and, 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 and win the championship. Um, when you lose a player like Colin, I mean, that, that, that's a big loss. Were expectations – did you guys feel – did you feel this was a group that could make the deep run of – Previous Oakdale teams. Yes,
2: I had no doubt. Uh, great leadership. Um, four captains every turn Dylan Burney, uh, Jack McGackie, Tommy Kelly, and Ethan Reefer. Um, what we lose in terms of talent, in terms of Colin, I'll probably never coach a talent like Colin Slee again. That's a once in a lifetime coach Conley had, Zach Thomas. Um, but we knew if you take a look at this roster construction uh, versus last year, say if Colin's on this team, phew, uh, I don't know what to say. I mean, with that depth and that talent, just constant waves. Um, we knew that we weren't going to replace Colin, and but the people that the pieces that were there were good enough to get us back, which our which our goal was. And and if we didn't have that goal of getting back to University of Maryland, um, these guys wouldn't have it any other way. They as soon as we lost to y High last year, they they said we're getting back and i believe that they would do anything in their power to get us back there
0: right Reefer, he's a, he's a kid that doesn't appear on your, on your stat leaders but but he does so much for you and just his personality alone seems to lift the team lift everyone else up just just what does ethan do for you
2: everything <laughs> you know it's a good that sounds uh, crazy but well yeah but everyone does everything it's a tough problem to have coach it, it is it's the playing time it's it's unfortunate that yeah. um it's basketball games are only 32 minutes um, but, I mean, Ethan's one. He plays power forward. Um, he's always guarding the other team's biggest guy. And Ethan, obviously, is not the biggest guy in terms of size. But uh, his heart, you, you can't measure it. it. He plays, I mean, out of this world. He had one of the toughest tasks, him and Alex Hawkins, to try to contain Makai Nelson up at, uh, from Williamsport just the other night. And they did a great job. Now, Nelson, you can only hope to contain him. He's, he's going to be a great player. He had 16 points. Um, but Ethan Reefer had 21 points and 10 boards. He's 6-1. Those guys are 6-4 and 6-5. He does a great job. Um he's a linebacker in football too, so he's you know he's a oh, tough kid, yeah. He is tough, you know, in practice. We got to tell him to uh uh, hey, these guys were on the same team. We got to ease up a little bit, but that's an easier sell than what's said. You know, he, he just grinds every day. He's, he has a motor that doesn't quit.
0: Does he give the team a personality? Is he like sort of the life of the life of the party, so to speak on your team?
2: 100%. And, uh, he had the flu, uh, about two weeks ago. He also went to visit schools, West Point, uh, Carnegie Mellon.
0: Yeah. He's going to wind up at, uh, yeah. at Carnegie Mellon. Yeah.
2: And, uh, we missed him, um, in terms of his, just even at practice, his, his, um, his energy level and intensity and him holding other players accountable, you know,
0: and can he, can he lighten things up too. I mean, sometimes yeah. you guys, you, you, things get too serious and they're not as fun as they should be. And you could count on Ethan to crack a joke
2: or something and lighten yeah. things up. Right. Absolutely. You know, uh, Joe wrote a great article and I'm very, you know, I'd like to thank him for that, uh, about, uh, Ethan. We're so proud of him. Um, I kind of said that he's like the surfer mentality you know yeah. i hope you wish you would elaborate on that but he's like this laid-back guy and then we're going on the road trip to the governor's challenge and he's helping kids do their calculus homework in the back of the car you know it's uh he's such a smart kid but uh all of a sudden he'll say something and just say something funny uh start freestyle rapping like all these things it's just he's just a bundle of personality that you don't always get to see.
0: Right. Well, uh, it was Coach Stein, maybe the, the football coach, uh, Kurt Stein, or, or someone told me that you typically, and I think this is true, like you hear Ethan before you before you see him. Yeah. Like, yes. like you, 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 he doesn't sneak up on anyone. You, you know he's coming because you, you hear him coming. Absolutely. It, it is just through the way he talks and interacts with people. So. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Uh, sometimes, you know, and, and Coach Stein has, you know, he's he's lucky to have be on the football field. Uh, you can't always hear Ethan uh, on the football field. You can always hear him on the basketball court. So we got to right. kind of reel that in a little bit. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's a fine line, reeling it in and, and letting him be be himself.
2: Uh, no, we like we. I always want yeah. him to always want him to be himself. Um, it's it's just the fact of how how he goes about it. Um, you know if. The way for me to say this in terms of style of play, let's say that he gets frustrated because he's such a high-energy level guy. Yeah. Um, then he'll start gambling and getting fouls, and then other guys kind of respond in that manner. Um, so if he can kind of control it, which is what we try to get him to do, I know it's kind of hard to explain. Um, the prime example was the Williamsport game. Uh, sometimes when he fouled, he had the tendency to do it again. I think he made a bad decision one time. We talked to him, and all of a sudden, boom. He's fixed. He's back in and focused. Um, I think he's done a really good job of being that vocal and physical type leader and then knowing when to turn it on and turn it off.
0: Right. How do you look at your region? Because uh, the playoffs are coming up uh, week after next. Um, there's Williamsport and Middletown. You know them. You've beaten them. They've beaten you. Uh, who else
2: is out there in the region? Uh, well, we have uh, Seneca, Seneca Valley, who I, I don't know too much about them. Uh, we have Poolsville, Walkersville. Uh, Coach Mathis has done a great job out there. Um, they run so many good sets. Um, he, he's done an outstanding job. Uh, Chaz Egan can stroke it. Um, they have the the big kid, 6'5", um, 6'6". Six, six, six. He missed the two games against us. He, yeah. can, he can rebound. Um, I think Walkers, will, uh, depending on if they get healthy, I know they had a couple bumps in the road here lately. I think they might be a team that could give some teams some fits depending on where the game is and, and, and the, the situation. Um, but uh, all in all, anybody can beat anybody top to bottom in that region. We all have to come ready to play. How, how do you look at Williamsport without Ball? They're still really good. I, I can't speak uh, high enough about Nelson. Um, Coach Grable's lucky to have him. He's, he's going to be dynamite. I believe he's a sophomore. Two years left He's going to show tons of growth. There's no doubt losing Lincoln is huge for them. And um, Dunleavy up at the the, Kevin, Dunley, Kevin the, yeah, Kevin, of the Herald Mail, yeah, the Herald Mail asked me what it would be like. Uh, what can you answer? What it would be like losing Lincoln? I can't answer that because I'm not in their locker room, but I can tell you what it would be like losing Colin. You have a kid that runs all your sets that get you started. He could just throw over top of you, and all of a sudden you lose that. It's hard to find that identity again. So I, I couldn't imagine. Um, but just looking at him the other night, he's going to GW, right? Yes, going yeah. to GW. Uh, well deserved. He's he, he's he's a good player. um but Waynesport's still good. They have Yarborough, who, who was coming in off the bench. He starved them. He's a quick athletic guard, um, can get to the rim. Um, and I'm not sure, number 24, the other guy, uh, post player for them, he's long and athletic and can grab crazy boards. So their size is still going to give – we're not big. That's still going to give us fits.
0: Right. And when you look at a team like Middletown, you, you see three big-time athletes in uh, Reese Poffenbarger, uh, Brian Walker, Jalen Husky. I mean, uh, they're they're gonna be a team to contend with uh, come playoff time, as you know.
2: Yeah, we figured that out first at Middletown when they they uh, they beat us pretty good up there. Um, it's
0: not and, often the teams shoot like that against you guys with with your defensive personality. So. They
2: they you know uh, they shot really well. Um, we also had some poor rotations, so a lot of the shots that they got were um, you know eight to six feet in, which we need to make adjustments on that. We need to do a better job, but. Even we did a good job, they either penetrated and kicked and knocked it down. Um, guys, they they just stepped up and shot, and some of them were from like the volleyball line sometimes. They just hit it. you got to give them credit where credit's due.
0: Yeah, so now that the regular season is ending, what, what's your approach? Do you, do you throttle things back at all? Do you keep pushing hard? Are you trying to make sure guys are fresh for the playoffs? Just sort of how how do you
2: handle this last week or so of the regular season? time of practice has has backed down, not intensity, don't get me wrong. Um, Instead of going for two hours or about an hour and 15 minutes, it's it's one thing I learned from Coach Conley. Sometimes in that situation, less is more. You don't want to run your guys into the ground because the winter sports season is just so long. You're talking November 15th until – middle of March if you're lucky. Right. So uh, we don't want to wear their legs out or, or, or um, break them down, but we want to make sure that we're still mentally uh, focused at practice every single day. Right.
0: And uh, you've been pretty lucky with no no big injuries or, or anything like that. Has the, flu, has the flu bug been circulating? or uh... The flu
2: bug hit us terribly. Uh, last week, even senior night, Tommy Kelly missed senior night against Brunswick. I felt bad for the kid. Uh, love him. I, I just hated that he couldn't play in that. But at, uh, we went to – Smithsburg I think we were down six players we went one being Tommy the other one being Ethan so we're missing two starters and once again other guys stepped up uh, Jack I think had five assists that night as well Bryant Palmer I believe had 18 points I could be wrong on that number but other guys stepped up you know when we needed them to
0: right how do you think this 3A West is going to shake out in Frederick County with, with Tuscarora uh, Ligonor, uh, who's probably been a step or two ahead of everyone else but on a given night TJ could be someone frederick high could beat someone
2: how, how do you see that region shaking out i still think right currently lingonor right yeah, now um, right. would be the favorite they're so big you know they're, they're hard to uh to defend uh, down low but you hit the nail on the head there you know you have a really athletic team uh, tuscarora as well and we saw that firsthand they took us to overtime um uh tj once again another athletic team uh, any given night anybody can beat anyone i mean look at uh frederick and tj Right, I mean that was another game that was uh, pretty close. If I'm, if I, yeah, if was, I believe yeah. so, and there was another overtime game with Tuscarora just recently. Right. You know, uh, if you look at, you know, uh, Spires and the Gambrel, I, I think this is the year. I mean, I know Linganore is undefeated over there, but you take a look at everybody else. It's like it's a battle. Like anybody can beat anybody on any given night. And I know that it sounds like coach speak, but it's the truth. You know, look, look, look at what Catoctin did up at their place to, to Williamsport and Middletown. Um, Frederick, North Town, South Akertown on their side. But if I had to pick a favorite, I would say Linganore just because they've gotten the job done up to this point.
0: Right. Yeah, you guys are heading to Catoctin. You, you handled them earlier at your place, but, but, um, but you know they're, they're going to be tougher up at their place uh, on Friday.
2: Catoctin's one of the toughest places to play. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. And, and Coach Burdett does a great job getting his guys ready to play. One thing's for sure, they do play hard. Um, I have been super impressed with the Parker kid. I mean, I've seen in the paper um, some twenty and twenty nights that he's up there. He's just and he's he's improved his range. He can knock down a mid-range game. I've even seen him hit down a couple threes. He's a force in the middle. Blocks, alters shots. He, he's 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 gotten a lot better, and he's just uh, he's a tough guard.
0: Yeah, and they've filled the void after losing Bryant. I mean, that was a big that was a big subtraction from their lineup, and and they've carried on well without that so yeah.
2: I think other guys have stepped up uh yeah. Tommy Fitzpatrick yeah uh, he has a, I think he hit two from the volleyball line against us at our place um uh the, the point guard uh Paulus I think he does a nice job penetrating right. getting them into their stuff and uh I think all around they're a good team uh it's like I said it you don't know who's going to show up on a given night you know and it's just anybody can beat anybody coach speak but it's the truth I mean on both sides
0: right yeah I mean I think your press uh, got him in the first game. it sort of wore him down a little bit, and then you were able to pull away there in the second half so yeah,
2: that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to <laughs> use that depth in, right. a, at yeah. any point to wear teams down you know uh when we maybe when we get if we have if we're lucky enough to get further on the playoffs, we might not be in that situation
0: right, yeah, in addition to the playoffs, you guys could be dealing with the c m c championship game it doesn't really it's a it's a pride thing, it's a bragging rights thing how How do you and your players look at the c m c championship
2: game? We've done it uh what 2 years in a row now. Yeah. Uh and it's just a great atmosphere. I, you know thanks to coach Dickman uh, letting us come out there and, and share that space. Just it's it's like a playoff atmosphere. You can't ask for a better dress right. rehearsal going into the playoffs. So so, so you like it. Yeah. I, I, I do yeah. like it. Yeah. Um a lot of coaches might fear the uh risk of injury. Right. Um but I like it. Look, if you come out and watch our practices, our practices are just as hard as games. They're just as likely to get hurt. Um, but the other thing a lot of people forget is that's a college size court. Well, it's a college court. So you're talking 10 more feet uh, from half court to the top of the key. Well, guess what? University of Maryland's the same exact way, so that's, that's a right. good way to get there.
0: You know, people don't really think about
2: that. The courts in college, they're bigger. Bigger, bigger than high school. Yeah. And you have to adjust how you play. There's more space to cover.
0: Right. Yeah, plus in the bigger arenas like Comcast, your depth perception could be off because you're not playing in a – you you're used to playing right. in the smaller gyms, and all of a sudden you have all this space behind the basket, right? And you're, and you're shooting into all this it, space, and it it takes a while to get adjusted, right?
2: Yeah, we haven't really shot any of the you know last year. We got off to a slow start down there. It's just you're shooting in an empty cavern. You know, it, it's hard for a. One A or two A team to fill that that gigantic bowl of the University of Maryland.
0: Right. Um, well, did you guys down in Salisbury when you were
2: at the Governor's Town? Yep, did, you, did
0: Did you play at the C-Civic Civic Center? Center?
2: Yeah. So you did. So you got a feel for a bigger arena. Absolutely. Right? And that's yeah. another reason why we do that. You know, we want to prepare for the playoff type atmospheres. Yeah. Right. Um. What 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 else?
0: Uh. What, uh. Is going on. Um. Uh playoffs and uh, do you follow any of the other sports here in Frederick County?
2: I I follow it as much Uh, it's funny you ask me that Uh, Coach Conley made an appearance at practice yesterday to tell me uh, about his uh, unified bocce team that I believe is getting ready to play for, well he's trying to uh, get a state championship so yeah. uh you know it's funny how quickly he's right back into the coaching avenue right but uh he, right. He, he's super competitive and he he's pumped man he, he
0: i wonder if coach Connolly gets on those bocce officials <laughs> like, uh, uh, like, like he does the basketball
2: <laughs> officials coach so. coach Connolly, i'm so happy for him he's loving life right now I, he is just happy go lucky uh laid back he always has he he gets this uh negative stigma that he's this big grizzly bear but He's the nicest guy you can find and he is I can't think of a better uh, role model for our uh, unified sports teams. He's he's just he's great with those kids.
0: Right, and it seems like you're having a blast too.
2: I you know, I love coaching. It's just a different uh, relationship with the kids. Um it this year is going to be very difficult for me to be honest. Um I was these guys JV coach. I've been with them for four straight years. Uh, I just want to ride this out as long as it can go because I'm going to be pretty emotional when I got to say bye to my my four captains. Yeah, they, they and, become your
0: sons, right? Yeah. On, on some level, right? A- yeah.
2: Absolutely. You know, um, I made a joke at uh, our banquet last year. You know that I'd be okay with uh, the, a guy like this dating my daughter. Well, first of all, no one's dating my daughter. You know, but, <laughs> but uh, these, this group of these guys are just you know outstanding, uh, just great. Probably the meanest guys on the court and the nicest off it, and I love it.
0: Yeah, it's a good combination, huh? Absolutely. So. Well, Brandon, we wish you continued success, sir. I look forward to seeing your guys uh, compete in the playoffs and, and go after that elusive uh, state championship. So, do you think a Frederick County team will break through before long?
2: It's tough. It it it's, it's tough, you know. And um, I mean, you're talking about on our side. Like you're talking about Middletown's a great team, like you just said, and Williamsport's a great team. And I think I think we're a good team, you know. anybody can beat anybody. But when you get down to that point, it's so difficult. Um, I think about Patterson last year. I think the, the 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 Baltimore City schools. It's just it's a gauntlet that they go through, and uh, that schedule that they play. They might have a 500 record and get down there, and they're just with uh, the juggernaut of talent that they have. With I think the open enrollment also down there, where, yeah. where guys can just play wherever they play. They, they meet with their AAU guys and they go play here. It, it just dices it up, but. I, I'll, I'll tell you this: You're talking about playoffs. Uh, I'm just thankful I'm not 3A yet because Polly looks like a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, they, they just beat they just beat Ing right. Yeah, uh, Academy right. Yeah, yeah. Academy, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. yeah. 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 So, I just saw the highlights on there, and uh, they might be the most talented public school in the state. Uh, in, yeah. In that, well, I think that's pretty easy in, in, uh, in, the, in the in the nation you're t- you're yeah, talking about. They're yeah. they are they are good. I mean, they are good. Uh, we had some outstanding scrimmages early in the year. We played uh, Oxen Hill. We played good counsel. We played Whitman. And uh, we thought we were pretty good coming in. And good counsel, you know, whipped our tail pretty good. And we see them, uh, you know, a few weeks back. um, Oxen Hill and good counsel were in the top ten in the area in in rankings. And we played those guys. And we're like, wow. And then we look at Polly, who's handling these guys. It's just – the talent down here is just crazy. It's like
0: like another level entirely. Absolutely. uh, I I wanted to ask you, what sort of wrinkle do you think this state quarterfinal, the the reformatting of the playoffs is going to throw into things before you win the region, you're in, you're in States, but now you have, you're still in States, but you have another game to play before you even get to the semifinals.
2: Absolutely. I think the reseeding, it definitely helps with football. I think it's great for football. Uh, With basketball, I'm still, the jury's still kind of out on that. So, you know, here we are, Williamsport. Let's say Lincoln stays around and, yeah. and they're the, the number one seed or whatever happens. And they have a record of 19-1. and one. Right. Well, they get the home game, but you might, after receding, you might play a 500-team from Baltimore City who has had that gauntlet of a schedule to get through. Right. Well, you might have home court advantage, but it's get, kind of a. You're, you're getting,
0: getting a, bit, you're a monster foe. You're getting a monster yeah.
2: opponent there. And unfortunately, um, in terms of the West, I don't want to say that it eliminates the West because we do have good basketball. Don't, yeah, right. don't get me wrong. Right. But a lot of the times I think there's been complaints that the state championship game has already been played on the other side. Right. Um, so I just hope that we still have an opportunity to show uh, how talent Frederick County and Western Maryland basketball is. You know, and Not to talk a year off about this, but how many times has Oakdale been blown out down at University of Maryland? I'd probably say Zero. So it's, I don't know if it's yeah, in terms of trying Yeah, pe- 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 people are holding the ball against uh, you guys yeah, and it, stuff it, like that. You know, so yeah, thank, some,
0: thank, God, thank goodness for the shot clocks, right? shot
2: clock has changed some things. You know, Edmondson, that's still a sore subject with yeah, Coach Connor. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Yeah, um, I, and, and it changed some things. But we, we still like the opportunity to show um, how talented we can be. Yeah. Brandon, thanks for coming in. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate
0: your time. Yeah, um, my thanks to Graham Collin for producing and all of you for listening. And we will be back next week as the playoffs draw near with another episode of the Final Score Podcast. So thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, we'll see you back here next week. Thanks.